it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Just when you think they can't do it ever as a football club find a new way to kick your square in the bollocks. Uh, there's 93 minutes on the clock tonight. Everton were two nil up after probably the best performance of the season, coasting to victory and the end up drawing. Feels like a loss. Drawing two two against Newcastle. Uh, quite remarkable end to the game, even by this football club standards. Um, Nick Preble joins me now. We sat outside Rigby. He's pretty despondent. <laughs> and what more can you say about it? I've never seen anything quite like that, Nick. And like I said. When you think Everton about Everton themselves by losing to Liverpool's kids at times this season and the way which they've lost games with VAR and all that sort of things this, this year, uh, something else comes along like that and it's deflating, isn't it? It's really deflating. Yeah, I'm just trying to come to terms with what's, what's happened, really. And it is just three minutes of madness and incompetence at the end of the match, which has spoiled what should have been a celebration, um, as you say, of a fantastic performance, um, of some individual performances uh, today. Um, we're on absolute cloud nine singing Ancelotti <laughs> and then within three or four minutes we're booing the players um, and you're right only Everton can do that and I missed the last match after attending the derby thinking you know I'm going to give him a little break recharge my batteries and this is my uh, reintroduction to, to, to Everton today um, I, I just feel robbed as a fan of that feeling that we deserve today um, and you know, I'm sure that feeling is going to be shared amongst the, those players that did put a shift in today. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about the, these individual performances shortly. Um, but it's just so hard to take. Um, well, I imagine there'll be people listening to this, and be, you know, you'd be saying there, and I, I said this coming on the ground myself that you know, Everton deserved to win that football match. But I imagine there'll be people shouting at the, the phones or whatever listening to this on saying. 
you defend like that in the last two minutes, you don't deserve to win any game, especially in, in a league like this. Yeah, you don't. Um, and, you know, we, we, we all know what Newcastle are about in the last uh, few minutes of the match. Uh, they had a similar smashing grab yeah. last weekend, and that's what you can describe as today. Um, we should have more maturity in that final few minutes. And I, th- I, think, I think, you know, some individual lack of leadership at the back had a huge part to play in that and I really hope that Ancelotti recognises that uh, amongst the other plethora of problems we have in our defence and I think you know looking at the individual goals we conceded uh, the first one was um, Mason Holgate put it behind for a corner where he could have easily shafted it out he recognised that immediately but we conceded from the corner and then then we just saw all the confidence drain from the players um, and that doesn't happen with a big team yeah. um, and it shouldn't happen to us um, and I was completely unsurprised the moment went to two all <laughs> um, still despondent but unsurprised unfortunately yeah. and let me look at it that those last few minutes and you know it's we've got to start with them really and it wasn't a sense of Newcastle pinning us back and you're thinking this, this is coming here they're going to get back themselves back in the game and the panic and I think it was entirely born out of some just an, an increasing complacency and, a, and an increasing amount of muddled thinking from certain players. And, I, and I'm thinking about Yerry Mina here, who was just dallying on the ball and leaving passes short and, and knocking passes down the line when he could have just easily cleared his lines. Jordan Pickford, I remember there was a point where he knocked the ball out to Luca Dean on the left hand side, we lose it. He tries to throw it out to Coleman on the right hand side and they win it back. And obviously, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about his involvement in both of the goals shortly, but. I think I think it was almost like Everton was just so in control of the game, and Newcastle were, were offering nothing. The the complacency just became a bit too much, and it wasn't. It was so bizarre because it wasn't like I said. It wasn't like they were growing in confidence and thinking they're going to get something out, out of this here. It was just a case of well, you're going to kick out for the corner. You're going to keep giving us the ball back. We may as well have a go and try to get something. And then obviously once they get when they get that first goal, they grow in confidence and Everton ultimately panic. But I think. Hopefully it's, it's a lesson going forward where they realise that no game is safe even when it's 2-0. But I just think the decision-making and the choices made by certain players at the back in those last few minutes, certainly in midfield as well, um, you know, in regards to getting the ball and calm things down, just, just weren't good enough. Yeah, that's right. And I want to pick up your point on you know, the fact that the warning signs were there through the match. Um, there were several times where Sidibi was caught out a little bit, Yuri Mina as you say made the wrong decision here or there do you not think though in those last 10 minutes that it sort of it had fizzled out a bit hadn't it yeah no but a better team would have punished us before that yeah so it's one of those where we knew we knew we were so comfortable on the ball for long periods of time and actually even though the players that were substituted were huffing and puffing sort of even felt with them on the pitch um, running running on fumes that they probably would have seen out of the game Um, so whether or not the substitutions had a had a part to play on it, the, the actual individual characters that came on, perhaps. You know, we'll talk about yeah. Umar, Umar Niasi, Tom Davis, um, Coleman. Coleman, yeah, they they just didn't seem to get into the game. Um, and Newcastle just capitalised um, on everything that's fragile about Everton at the moment. Yeah. Um, the goals then themselves, I mean, whether you've seen them back, I've sort of, unfortunately, the scar that actually to my memory, um, you know. I mean, the first one, like you said, Holgate makes uh, a bit of a, a mistake, but you sort of expect Everton to, to defend the corner. Pickford comes out and flaps at it, and it's panic stations from there, really. And, you know, it's you're sort of thinking, oh, you know, there's one minute left on the clock, we, we could be all right here. And then the kickoff after that, we sort of get it and launch it into the corner. 
biggest Davis he gives away a cheap free kick and then obviously it's just panic stations and that um, but the person who's been taking a lot of flack on this and someone I put, someone I put out on Twitter myself just then about how we've used on him is it's Jordan Pickford and I think he's he's had praise for his performance against Brighton when he made that save against from Glenn Murray made a couple of good saves against West Ham at the weekend but I, I don't know about you but I feel as though he's always got these moments in him like, like we saw there where he can have a two three minute spell in a football match where he can just completely lose his head and he can make costly mistakes and you know granted this is the intermatch reaction we haven't dealt to these forensically yet but the first one I think he'll do better in regards to punching the ball away and being more authoritative and certainly the second one it's a 70 yard free kick I think a good keeper I think Newcastle's keeper uh, someone like Nick Pope who we see in this season comes and grabs that ball or, or punches it and then there's obviously the scramble afterwards and he's, he's three yards behind his line and just as a whole where are you with him at the moment because I I have to say I'm my faith in him and my faith in him being an elite goalkeeper for this football club moving forward that we all thought he was going to be after that season is starting to seep away a little bit yeah well I'm, I'm quite torn because I haven't really bought into much of this recent criticism of Pickford um, you know I still think uh, he's the best at the club he's uh, one of the best in the world Um one of the best in the world still oh well yeah one, one of the best not the best yeah um, but he but his, I think having his lack of um, leadership at the back there um, at the end really shone through because you're right it, it starts with him um, especially for these long punts that are going to come in um, and I think we've known for a while that he's, he's not been com- completely comfortable with crosses his skill set is in you know um, instant yeah. st- uh, shot stopping uh, reaction saves, things like that, that we saw last weekend. Um, so I'm really hoping he's going to learn from this experience at the end of the game today, because um, you know he he should come into some criticism alongside the defenders. Yeah, I mean, they obviously didn't didn't hold the cause. Um, you feel you were co- when you're on the ground though, and you're watching Everton, and you're watching them in those situations, and you know trying to defend in general, and, and the crosses coming to the box against teams like this. Do, do you feel confident watching him? Well, I think I think one my, my one reservation with him is that I still now think there's a lack of maturity in him. Um, you know, he, he's obviously had um, a couple of issues down the, down the years with um, both professional and personal life and yeah, decision making. Yeah. Um, and you know, you mentioned that ball out that he sprayed, sprayed out to Coleman, and Ancelotti was going berserk at him. Yeah. Um, and still, right now, I'm I'm not 100% confident in his decision making. Um, but I know he's still a fantastic keeper, so I'm um, I'm in the camp of I'm very happy to bear with him um, as long as he learns from today. Yeah, um, like so, we haven't seen the goals properly yet, um, so I'm sure we'll delve into them a little bit more on the weekly show on Wednesday. Subscribers weekly later in the week. Um, the positives today, which you know, it feels quite hard to talk about given what, what happened. But Everton were really good for 93 minutes, like you said. Newcastle at times did get in, but. It felt like Everton had a structure and a few patterns in the attack and play, which are really encouraging. You know, the, the big moment of the game is, is Moyes Keane getting his goal. Um, took it well. Did about 50 celebrations afterwards, but um, the, the sense of relief in the stadium, wasn't it, when that one snuck under the Newcastle goalkeeper? It was, and I was really looking forward to talking about this on the post-match. <laughs> he was brilliant in the <laughs> was. play, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, and um, I think, actually, what we saw in his reaction was months of pent-up frustration being released um, and you know he was celebrating like a madman the crowd was celebrating with him um, it's one of the biggest roars I've heard uh, you know for, for a number of years now 
And you know, I think Everton have had players down the years where we're absolutely desperate for them to get a goal. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's he's probably the most recent one. Um, I have to probably say the keeper should have done a lot better. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, he's, he's got he's got his first goal. Um, really hope it's going to do his confidence a load of good. Uh, I, I still sort of have some question marks of his fitness. Um, I, I don't know. shifted today, though. I don't know if it's his um, almost like his um, demeanour, his body language. And I, th- I thought about this a few years ago with Anna Chibi. He he sort of sometimes ambles around, yeah. and puffs and puffs, but it doesn't mean he's not he's not yeah. you know, match match fit. Um, but I would have liked I like to see him in the future. Um, you know, going past the hour mark, the seventy minute mark yeah. for a full game, because that's what key players do. I suppose he's not used to starting games in fairness no, you know, and he, st- he started two in the last last two weeks but I, I thought his work rate was well, excellent today well, but, yeah, yeah. His, his work rate is excellent but he's a professional footballer and we should be expecting him to see it through yeah. and what I want to see now from him is um, maintain this level of performance and just eking out a bit more game by game um, but nonetheless I'm, I'm delighted for him yeah. I think one of the uh, biggest things I was impressed with today was that um, He's sort of quite unorthodox in transitions of plays. Yeah. He's sort of maybe a bit um, stumbly, but also unpredictable. And that's exactly what we need. Yeah. You know, we're just spraying things out wide. It's, it's, it's very boring, but if he picks it up through the centre, maybe in that sort of middle um, third, and sprints at defenders, they were terrified of him today. Um, and that's what gets the crowd excited. That's what makes us appreciate players at Everton. Um, so I really want to see more of that. Mm. Um, and in fact, I thought overall... Our positive play today came through the middle. Yeah. Um, whether it was Bernard drifting in field, um, I thought he linked up really well with uh, with Calvert Lewin at times as well as Dean. Um, so yeah, there, there are so many positives that we can go through today. But Moise Keane, you know, he should be really proud. Um, I'm hoping the results hasn't um, you know tainted his performance. Yeah. I think there was a couple of moments that stood out for me apart from the goal there was, they were both in the second half it was one of the starts of the second half where he sort of runs back and, and mugs the defender for the ball turns and runs and I think in in the past he would have had a shot himself there but he just plays a nice little ball out wide to, to Bernard and not, nothing really comes of it in the end but I think that just shows that that was a player who, who settled and was feeding up the energy of the crowd and there was another one where he he hold up, hold up the ball in front of Angelotti on the dugout. He's bullied a couple of players off. Like he said, really unorthodox the way he did it, and he got a free kick, and everyone just stood up and applauded. And it was like a, it was like a prolonged applause and appreciation of, of, of a lad who was putting everything in. But really delighted for him. Um, and Dominic Carvalho lewin again, cold blooded, one real chance today in the game, and he slots it away. And I mean, the thing is, which is interesting now, is the earlier in the season, maybe five, ten games, and he gets in that position, and you think he's probably not going to score here. When he got the ball in the penalty box in this game, when he got it on, even on his left foot, thought, this is it in the back of the net. Mm, that's right. Um, I, th- I think that you know those, those chances aren't really that easy. The goalkeeper's still covering yeah. on that angle a fair portion of the goal. You know he's got a defender over his shoulder, so it's really emphatic finish. Yeah. Um, and you know you compare him to this time last season, he couldn't hit a barn door. Yeah. But he's putting in some good shifts, but he, he just didn't have that um, finishing ability. Um, so you know, I I think it's twelve in all competitions this season. I think, think the run yeah. is on the 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 injuries that the national squad have on have got. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a call up um, in the next month or two. Uh, I think it'd be fully deserved as well. Um, aside from his goal, I did think his link up play was pretty good. Um, 
he had a bit of a tough time against their two centre-halves today mm. uh, but nonetheless held the line really well um, and you know he probably probably top one of the top three performers today mm. uh, but I'd have to, I'd have to get the you know, top two to Bernard and Moise Keane but yeah he's, he was certainly up there all, all the, the attackers did the team proud and yeah. that's the key thing today I think if we stuck with the mantra of attackers defence today yeah. um, I think we would have been much more comfortable yeah the changes were you know they, they worked haven't they they worked against Burnley uh, they worked against Brighton sort of shoring things up but today it, it didn't quite it didn't quite work at all I think Tom Davis on the left hand side is, a, is an experiment that just needs to end you know we've seen it in Manchester City away he played out mm. there um, I think he played out there for a bit against Newcastle he's come on in games and played there as well He's struggling in midfield at the moment to put him in a position where he's not comfortable. I'm not entirely sure what, what that's all about. Um, and yeah, it's, I've, even the Coleman Sidibe one was, was a little bit of a. You know, I think Walcott, albeit he was wasteful, was getting in quite a lot. He was an outlet for us on that side. And, you know, I suppose Angelotti will point to the previous two games and say, well, they worked when, when they did it then. But, but today, it just felt like we needed to keep going at them. Because, you know, I think when we get that second goal and we keep. We have a little spell, I think, between probably 70 and 80 we just knock it around really well for ages and you know they they looked demoralised and they looked gone from the game and you sort of feel as though we kept our foot on the gas a little bit then being a little bit more incisive then we probably would have killed the game off in that spell yeah like I said before I, I do think that if you know we'd maintained um, the same players through to 85 even close to 90 minutes um could easily have got another goal but at least demoralised them even further mm. we wouldn't have found ourselves down at our end of the pitch um, suddenly in all sorts of trouble um, so yeah I'm, it's always hard substitutions to analyse them because um, especially when players are only playing for five minutes um, Tom Davis you know he's he's is opposite to the Longstaff brothers, I think they, I think they were, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know they they were obviously huffing and puffing. Um, he shouldn't have been caught out um, in midfield there. Um, he obviously gave the foul away for the for the final second goal, yeah. um, which is a fault fault for. Um, but on the ass. Um, I, I really don't think that was that was the correct decision. I don't know if there's something in his contract that he's meant to be playing every, <laughs> every so many every games, but um, I think when you're looking for a bit of energy. Um, I think you should have been turning to youth on that bench yeah. rather than the ass. Um, they didn't work this time round. I don't know if that was the whole thing to blame. It was just a concoction um, of abysmal mistakes that, that led to that result. Overall, then, um, we've got a 10-day break now to our next game. This one is, is going to sting. Um, we've taken 11 points from six games now under Andrati in the Premier League. Um, could look so much better, couldn't it? It'd be the one yeah. tonight. Um, Overall, how do you think it's gone so far? It's, I mean, obviously it's been positive. Um, today does sting, but that's a decent record. We're, not, we're on to 30 points now. We're seven points clear of the bottom three. I think as it stands, we're about six points off, off fifth place. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of them where you look at today and think, oh, you know, if we won today, we could have potentially been in, really in a conversation for European football. But if you look at where we were when Marco Silva left and when Carlo Angelotti took over, I think we all probably would have taken this situation, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the end of today's game should be viewed as an anomaly. Um, I know that the players were coming for a hell of a lot of criticism. I don't think Ancelotti should. Uh, I think we saw enough of a turnaround um, in our style of play, um, our confidence on the ball, what we can expect over the next season or two. Um, you know, from today's, by and large, 85-minute performance, um, 
to be buoyed by his appointments and yeah you said it could be 13 points out of 18 Um, and that would have been absolutely superb going forward Um, we should get this out of our system and we should move on to the next game yeah Watford away next it is for Everton Um, Richarlison will be back as well hopefully for that one so um, yeah potentially lots of exciting attacking going on um, but certainly need to work on those set pieces Uh, thanks very much to Nick a really difficult one to do that this week because Everton played so well for long spells but we're all absolutely gutted but yeah um, we will have the weekly show on Radio City Talk that'll be out on Wednesday night Uh, for subscribers we'll have our Patreon subscribers weekly show Uh, that's going to be a really interesting one we've got Paddy Boyland Adam Jones and Mike Asher on that uh, along with myself Um, we've got Dave Darney and Hannah Farrell on the weekly and all the rest of your shows coming up in the week as well that's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra Um, enjoy the rest of your week enjoy your weekend off and we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.